0: Welcome to the God Life Podcast with Pastor Mechi. You know, for many years I thought that David was, was, was the one who said about himself um, um, a man after God's own heart. You know? I thought David called himself a man after God's own heart. The way you call yourself, you know, you have a nickname. I thought David gave himself a nickname. Like some of you, you, you put your, 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 your name on King's chart, then you say, like now, right now, I'm sure your King's chart username has changed. Prolific Eva. Come on, amen. <laughs> you know, your King's Chat username has changed. I mean, prolific, you know, whatever it is, you put it there. For some people, ever expanding. Then some people got stressed. So I thought David just put himself... A man after God's own heart. I thought that was what David did. But I read through the scriptures and I was surprised. It wasn't David that said that at all. In fact, it was God himself that said that about David. He said, talking to someone, he says, David is a man after my own heart. What? How would God describe you? If God was to talk about you, how would he talk about you to Angel Gabriel? The messenger. How would he say about you? What would he say? Do you know God talks about us? Job shows it. Job says, God one day had a gathering and everybody gathered, including Man Devo. He said, have you seen Job? Have you seen Job? He says, there's nobody like Job. It means that God likes to talk about his children. Have you ever met a new parent? You know, a new parent. Especially when the child is now like maybe... Uh, you know, still the honeymoon stages, not when the child is, amen. Come on, amen. You know, have you seen new parent? New parents like to talk about their children. And every new parent feels like their child is special. Well, my child just smiles like this. When she smiles, I say, where did this smile come from? You know, just oh my child ah my child ah my child started talking from the womb every new parent likes to talk about their, ch- their children what do you think about god and you he loves to brag on you come on say amen. amen when i said when i said when god when god talks about you what does he say don't say hmm, pastor i don't even know the way i am now god will just be looking and say Angel Gabriel let me try again in 2023 is my son. He's a very stubborn son. No. He rejoices over you with singing. He doesn't see you the way you see yourself. You know, you need to capture how he describes you. So David said to himself, I'll build God a house. Nathan came and said, David, you won't build it. And gave him a reason why. He said, you've killed so many people. You're a man of war. He said, your son will build it. Your son will build it. Then he said, this is what I'm going to do for you. He said, David, just because you thought of building me a house, he said, I will now build you a house. He said, I will build you a house. That means I will give you a dynasty. I will give you a dynasty. Then he says, there will never be a time where there will not be your descendant on the throne. He said, you will always have a descendant. Then he said something about one of his descendants. He said to to David, he said, the throne of your descendant will be forever. Now, that could not be Solomon because Solomon's reign started and it ended. It couldn't have been Rehoboam because Rehoboam started and ended. In fact, by Rehoboam, the kingdom was split into two and the house of David only had two tribes. The other ten tribes left. So, which kingdom was he talking about? He was talking about Jesus, the son of David. Come on, amen. His kingdom is everlasting. His kingdom is everlasting. Now, you, because you need to understand, why am I focusing on the kingdom? Because if you, if you will understand our nature, this, this um, grace for increase that pastor has talked about, you must understand the kingdom we've come into. In Isaiah, he says, and of the increase or the proliferation of his kingdom and prosperity, there shall be no end. You know, in Daniel chapter 7, Daniel said, he said, I saw a stone cut out of heaven as without hands. As is, when the stone came, it struck that great image at its foot. Then he says, that great image it came down, referring to the world system. It came crashing down. And he says, this stone, this small stone that came down, he says, this stone, he says, started growing. You never heard that stones grow, grew. He said, but this stone, he started growing. He said, it grew and grew until the stone covered the whole earth. And he says, that stone is God's kingdom. You've entered an eternal era of increase. You know, we are part of something that does not end. We are part of something that does not stop. You know, I I like I like what what the Lord Jesus said. He said, Who lights a a candle and put it under a bushel? And I like what someone thought, an expression someone gave. He said, The kingdom of God works this way. He said, even when you light the candle and you put it under a bushel, A problem starts because that light will not go out. He said, because the light will so shine, it will burn up the bushel and now you have a bigger fire. You know, you have a bigger fire. Letting you know something, that this kingdom is unstoppable in its advancement. Jesus said that the church of Jesus Christ is marching on. Then he says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That means the church is not in the offensive. The church church is not on on the defensive, rather. The church is on the offensive. We are advancing. We are moving forward. Remember, Pastor told us yesterday, he says, we will increase, we will proliferate. Then he says, nothing will be able to stop us. No man hindering us. No man hindering us. Praise God. Pastor Pastor gave us... a comparison between the Lord Jesus and Melchizedek. So let's just look at Hebrews chapter 7. We'll round off with this. Hebrews 7 verse number 24. Say, say this. And of the increase of his kingdom and peace in my life, there shall be no end. Woo! You, you know what you say to yourself? It doesn't matter how you look at yourself. You know, one of the beautiful things I love about baking is when you're baking, you can you can literally do anything with dough. I mean, you can. Uh, my dad taught me how to bake, and the bread will come out like a tortoise. You know, another one will come out like a snake. I mean, you can make all kinds of shapes with the yeast of God in you. You can fill up anything. You can do anything. As long as you have enough. I mean, if somebody says, I want to bake bread that is the size of this house, it is possible. Just get enough yeast and enough dough. So, it doesn't matter how you start. Don't look at yourself from where you came from. Look at yourself from the kingdom that's inside you. You know, look at yourself that way. Sometimes you can have goals and they seem so intimidating. Can you align your goal with the kingdom of God and begin to see that if that kingdom is working in you and the nature of that kingdom is unstoppable, it means that you are unstoppable. Come on, praise God. If you look at Hebrews 7.24, it says, can we see that scripture, Hebrews 7.24? For as much as an high priest became us, who is holy, I'm reading 26, sorry. Let's read from 26. 26. For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Talking about Jesus. Who needed not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first of his own sins, and then of the people's. For he did For this he did once, when he offered himself. For the law maketh men, high priest, which have infirmity. But the word of the oath, which was, sings the law, maketh the son, who is consecrated forevermore. You know, what this means is that his priesthood is forevermore. Not like the Aaronic priesthood that has a terminal date. His priesthood is forevermore. Let's look at the next verse. Okay, go back now to to chapter 6, verse 16. Chapter 6, verse 16. Hebrews 6, 16. And men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for affirmation. Is to them an end of all strife. That means when men are having a conversation, what you do is to swear by a higher authority. And if one swears by a higher authority, then it's considered that, okay, now you're speaking the truth. All right. He says God had a dilemma. He had a dilemma because God needed to swear. But there was nobody higher than God. So he was looking for who to swear. So since there was nobody higher than him, he said he swore by his name, by himself, because there was nobody higher than him for him to swear. Next verse. Wherein God, willing more abundantly, should shew unto the heirs of promise the immutability of His counsel, confirmed by an oath. Now, go back, please. Some long English there. Let's break it down. NIV, verse seventeen. NIV. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of His purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it. He confirmed it with an oath. You know, so he wanted to make clear the nature of this kingdom. Let's look at this from the Passion translation. Passion. Then you give me the Amplified. So in the same way, God wanted to end all doubt and confirm it even more forcefully to those who would inherit his promise. His purpose was unchangeable. Oh, come on say amen. amen. Say God's purpose in me is unchangeable. Amen. Say his purpose amen. is for me to increase. Amen. Praise God. That's his purpose. So God added his vow, his his vow of his vow to the promise. So he made a promise but he added a vow. He made an oath. You just imagine imagine you go to the court and you want to witness in the court. They tell you to place your your hand on the Bible, right? And they tell you to lift up the other hand and say, swear. Then God gave you a word and he wanted to let you know that what he said is true. Then now he said, "I, I need to swear. But there's no Bible for me to swear with because I am, yeah. There's no authority to swear with. So he said he swore by himself. Now, do you not understand when Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, that's what he's meaning, he's saying, because he's most assuredly, it's like, have you ever, have you ever, you know, every one of us, one way or the other, you've handled authority at some level. Have you ever made a promise to someone and they doubted your capacity to fulfill it? And you were trying to Convince them that you will do it. You know, you're talking to a child. I'll buy you ice cream, and the child is looking at you like. See, then you're thinking, I can buy you the whole box of ice cream until the ice cream is coming out of your nose. But you say, I I can buy it to you. I can buy it for you. You And the child is looking at you like, okay, okay. Then suddenly you buy ten, and the child passes out. God has prepared this year for you. He has prepared this year for you. He has prepared this for you. Get our scripture back up. In his desire to show more convincingly and beyond doubt to those who were to inherit the promise, the the unchangeableness of his purpose and plan, intervened, mediated with an oath, with a seal, with a vow. Have we seen the passion? Have we seen the passion on this? Alright, we we'll seen this. Alright, go back to the King James and let's go to verse 18. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Keep going. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. Did you ever, how many of you ever was a part of the boys' brigade? Anybody? Sure and steadfast. And which entereth into that within the veil. Next verse. Furthermore, it says, Whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now, we see that Melchizedek, Jesus is not after the order, his priesthood is not after the order of Aaron. Now, this is clear because Jesus was not born from the tribe of Levi, he was not a Levite and according to the law according to the law for you to be a high priest or to be a priest you must be born from the house of levi but jesus was from the tribe of judah he was from the tribe of judah but the bible shows us that yet he is a high priest he is a high priest why because he was like Melchizedek. he was like Melchizedek, who in the story you see in Genesis chapter 14, he just showed up from nowhere. Abraham had come from the conquering of five kings and suddenly Melchizedek just showed up from nowhere. Abraham gave him a tithe and Melchizedek gave Je- Abraham two things. He gave him wine and he gave him bread. You know, gave him wine and he gave him bread. Bible says they tried to trace the, the, the ancestry of Melchizedek Nobody knew his father, nobody knew his mother, nobody even knew where he came from. He just appeared. And when he appeared, he appeared a king, he appeared a high priest. You know, letting you know, like Jesus, when we read in the scriptures, when Jesus said to 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 to, to, to um, Potiphar, he said to him, no, oh, no, not Potiphar, Pilate, he said to Pilate, he says, if my kingdom was of this world. You know, Potiphar said, Pilate said, are you a king? He said, I am, but not of this realm. So if, if Melchizedek was a king, he must have been a king of some other realm and not Salem or place, no. Pastor already told us that king of Salem means king of peace and his name Melchizedek means king of righteousness. So this was an appearance of the Holy Ghost in the Old Testament. You know, a manifestation of the, of the Christ through the Spirit in the Old Testament, letting us know, letting us know that one day a son will appear who will also be king of righteousness and who will also be the prince of peace. And the quality is this, the ironic priesthood Jesus couldn't have come from there because that priesthood was flawed. That priesthood administered the Old Testament. It administered the law of sin and death and not only produced the wrong result in men. Jesus was going to come. The Bible says we know that the law came by Moses. Then he said grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Then Jesus said, for this reason was I born. Speaking to Pilate. He said, for this purpose was I come that I may witness to the truth, the reality of the kingdom of God. I may bring evidence of that kingdom and open, open men's eyes to see into the reality of this kingdom so that If men can get into it, they can just begin to see in that kingdom and they'll begin to increase. Did you hear the story of the lady, the special guest that we had yesterday? You know, did you hear her story? Did you hear how many children she said she had? And did you see all her accolades, all the things she achieved? And you just have two children, your dreams have disappeared. Say, Pastor, I would have been a prof... But, but, uh, um, uh, 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 Pastor uh, Nkechi and uh, Paul appeared, and my dreams evaporated. I- I'll share a testimony here as we round off. Uh, Dr. Liz, is she here? I can. That, that's Liz there. Uh, when when she came to me in Uniport, she had a first school living certificate, right? That's what she had. And she had five children. They will come to fellowship. I remember the day we had this rehearsal and one little boy was dancing. You know, was this rehearsal was dancing. I don't know what, what kind of rehearsal it was. And he was now doing, I can't do the move. Oh, praise God. I'll just describe the move then you know why we were disturbed. He was doing Michael Jackson move. You know, and not the nice Michael Jackson move, the type the pastor says you should not do. I said, what that and we'll find out that it's one of Liz's sons and and you know they'll come to church she and five children they'll come so one day I went to visit with them they had been coming I mean it was this campus fellowship so she was one of the first non-students that I would have and families that I would have come to church with all the children you know so one day I went to visit them someone was taking me as I was going I was asking, have we not arrived? He Say, he's still inside. Now, I was going from Choba, so I was going somewhere inside. I said, then I started thinking to myself, is this where they are coming from? I was glad I was going. At the end of the day, I got in there. They were surprised, they didn't know I was coming. And when I got in there, she, her spouse, and all the children, they had a one-bedroom mansion. You know what I mean by that that is that kind of a home where you're wondering where is everybody in but the kingdom had come the kingdom had come I was glad to be there I was there and I spoke to them as I spoke to them I, you know, I can imagine Lizzie at the time she was just wondering pastor is in my house what am I going to give him I wasn't thinking about what she would give to me I came to give them something yes, then I spoke and I spoke, spent some time with them, prayed with them, then I left. She kept coming to church, kept coming to church. Her dreams started soaring. started soaring. Then I encouraged her, don't get a degree. While her children were still trying to I mean, she was in school with her, your first son, right? Then eventually she got admission. She was in school with her first son. Do you know what it means to be in school with your first son? You know? Then she got in there. She did her first degree. Then when she finished, I mean, she was celebrating. like. And I, I remember then the she came to meet me. I remember when she came to meet me one day. She said, Pastor, I've been dreaming of this. I've been dreaming of this. I want to give my first 100,000 naira. She had it. Say. Praise God, Pastor. I have my first 100,000 there. You know, I tell people, if you have a message that cannot help every and anybody, it's not the gospel. It's not the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. And your situation does not intimidate me. If I meet you in the gutter, I will preach it like I'm preaching it to the man I met in the palace. The message does not need to adjust adjust to the message truth does not change truth doesn't change soon she was doing her masters she got her master's degree and i think you graduated in your masters one of the best students right or the best students with five children with five children along the way husband that couldn't see disappeared you know i remember when i spoke to him god has blessed you the man didn't say it it was a devastating time i can imagine the impact on her and the kids but when the kingdom comes nothing can stop you nothing can stop you working in that office Master's degree. Then, Ph.D. Why are you clapping like it's not a big deal? It's a big deal. You know? Then, while that is happening, while that is happening, the kingdom is spreading. Her first son graduated, one of the best students in school. Also, is he done with his masters now, or is he doing his masters now, or is he PhD? He's going to his PhD. First son, you know. Then another son. That one that I they used to do my Jackson. Is now doing. Um, I have moved. That's him there, almost as tall as me. That's Roy. That's him there. You know. The the youth camp we just had this December, I saw, um, is that Prince? Say it again. Light. I saw light. Light was almost as tall as me. I was like, what's what's going on here? The youngest child, you know, the two daughters are amazing. I mean, they're both in university. Are they done already? That's one there. Uh, Where's the other one? The first daughter is not around. That's the younger one. Oh, that's her. She's there. All right i mean there were three of them were all in the teens camp there look at them you know look at them when i met them they were all cramped up in that place now roy is producer (laughs) you know Roy, roy is producer and and you know i'm talking to roy sometimes and i'm just looking at him he doesn't know why i'm looking at him because i'm seeing that small little boy you know roy had a certain kind of face you think he has finished growing how many of you remember? I'm sure Pastor Mao remember. He had a certain kind of face. His face looked older than his age when he was younger. So you think he had finished growing. But look at him. The kingdom is working. Now, she has a PhD. She just graduated some time ago. Stuff. And she's, she's a doctor. Doctor. Dr. Lizzie. Doctor. Where did the kingdom meet her? First living certificate with five children. Working like a clerk in an office. She came to meet me when she told me she had gotten her PhD. I said, okay, so when are you gonna convert? When are you gonna convert? That means I said, move from the non-academic into the academic. And she's done all the things, and me, I've already converted her. So she's waiting for the letter, but I've converted her. So you imagine, one day she'll walk into the class as a lecturer. And she'll keep that stuff, and and say, then she'll write on the board, my name is Dr. Liz (laughs) But You think about it. It's not just a great story of some academic progress. No. This is the smaller part. It's the smaller part. You know, like I told you, she had a dream of one one hundred thousand. I think last year or so, or two years ago, I can't remember which now. She said to me, Pastor, I want to give my first one million. Then one day you said, Pastor, I have done it. One million naira for partnership. I have given it. I've given it. The greatest problem in life is not to see not to see. Where you are is not the problem. The issue is, can you see? Can you see? I'll end another story. and you know, I have plenty of stories, but let me end with this one. He's not here, but I'll talk, I'll talk about him. You you know later. I, I have, there are many of them in this situation. One day, he came to me and said, Pastor, I'm not writing the exam again. I'm not writing. I'm tired. I'm not writing. If you're a doctor, you understand what I mean by that. And if you're a doctor trying to get certifications and get qualifications in Nigeria, you understand. You know, because the Nigerian senior, the doctors in Nigeria, when they get to a level, they feel like, You, where are you coming to? Get out of back. You know? He write this exam, he write it and write it. After one day he said to me, Pastor, I'm not writing. I'm done. I said, You were right. Because he's written this particular exam over and over again. I said you were right this kingdom does not give up doesn't allow you to give up i said you're right one day i was at home his biological father called me and when his biological father called me he said to me he said to me he said pastor i said sir he said pastor I'm, i'm i'm calling you about your son he said, I want you to come and talk to your son. Your son says he doesn't want to practice medicine again. And he doesn't want to he wants to go and do business of medicine, but not the academy. He said, I think you should talk to him. He will listen to you. So I called him. I said, you'll write that exam. I said, you'll go. I said, you've tried. You did this one. You did this one. You did this one. You, did. you, you just imagine you travel maybe to Ghana or you travel to Ibadan and you travel and you study and study. You know, And when, people, they, when medical people study, it's like books. You study, study, study. You write the exam. You come back, they say, You didn't make it. I said to him, The kingdom of God is inside you. You write the exam. You'll pass. Cut a long story short. After that, one he went and he wrote it. He passed. But not just that, he has passed many others after them. And can I tell you something? This year he became a consultant. No, you should clap very well. You know him. You know him. You know him. He comes around. He looks, he looks like, he just looks like, but he's a consultant. consultant. You know, I, th- th- Christmas Day, he came to my house. That's Pastor Bear, by the way. <laughs> All right. He, he came to my house Christmas Day, and, I, and I, I saw him, and I was like, ah, you're not saving souls. say said, Pastor, i a consultant now. My, my boys are in the hospital. <laughs> you know, you my boys are in the hospital. You say they are taking care of everything. You say if they need help, they will call me. And I just thought about it. I was looking at him and I thought, what if he gave up? What if he gave up? Say no. no. Say the kingdom, of God in me the kingdom of God in me will not permit me no. to give up. No. Then say, it's not too late. Because I have in me to rise, Yeah. So, you know, you know what I think? Even if you didn't remember anything I said in my message today, you remember Dr. Lizzie? You remember Dr. Bear? You will not forget those two stories. And anytime you think of giving up, I mean, I, where do I start from? Ita is there. If I start with Ita's story, where is Ita? Ita's done. He used to say kerosene. Kerosene, right? Ah, look at him. Ita is so fine. And Ita likes to show off his family. Ita is fine, has a beautiful wife. Frankastan, you know, has a beautiful wife and has two beautiful sons. Wonderful. But he used to stand at Rumola to sell kerosene and fuel in kegs. It's not how you start. Remember that dough that slim skinny dough looking like nothing. When the kingdom entered into him, dreams started. Dream started. Now, how many people work in your organization? How many people do you pay salary? Over 14. Huh? 14. Clap well, clap, 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 clap well. 14. What's that? The kingdom of God. The yeast to rise. The yeast to rise. The yeast to rise. Okay, me, where do I start from? Did I tell you that I used to dodge standing before people? My, my house, we used to have meetings. Let me tell you how, how much how much i avoided people the way my father built the house you have this space in the compound and you come out from the sitting room and you are in that space my mother and all her friends and her Korakwa people, they will come and gather and these women have these eyes that even when you are past you'll be seeing them I pray not to be in the house when they come. So if by any chance they've gathered and I'm now in the house, I want to go out. How do I go out? I was shy, timid. How do I go out? Solution. I will go from the back door. I will go behind the house. No stairs. I will put things up, climb the wall, climb to a particular roof, then get to the decking of the house because it was a decked house. There's supposed to be another floor, but my father hadn't built that. Get to the decking of the house that will lead me out to a stair that was now behind the people. By the time I come down the stairs, they are behind that much effort just to not see people because I was shy. But the kingdom came inside. Today, it does not matter. Billions of people in front of me, I will say what I want to say, the way I want to say it. The kingdom does not leave you the way you are. It doesn't leave you the way it meets you. Everything that stops you is only an excuse. Don't give room to it. Thank you for listening to today's episode.